This program is a paid commercial announcement and in no way represents the views of WPHT or its management. Now on Talk Radio We're going to become extinct. In fact, in some cases, we're close to being extinct right now. Presented by Weinerman Pain and Wellness, serious doctors for serious injuries, and powered by the law offices of Pond, Lee Hockey, Stern, Giordano. Talk, listen, and speak to the region's most influential leaders. It's Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor. The chaos in Charlottesville. A good Saturday evening. Welcome into Saturday Night Live on Talk Radio 1210 WPHD, along with Ryan Boyer uh, in the studio and our special guest in the studio uh, tonight, Bill Ross, uh, joining us in the studio uh, as well. As we come on to the air, the narrative on the big show tonight, uh, Ryan, was going to be uh, fake news, and that was where we were going to begin uh, on this Saturday. And Bill Ross, who is uh, with the Newspaper Guild, and he joins us in the studio, uh, and we will continue or get to that conversation. Uh, but what is going on uh, in this country? What is going on uh, in Charlottesville? And, and what does it actually mean, Ryan, uh, when we stand here and we sit here, uh, you as a, me as a white American, you as a black American, when we stand here and we sit here and we listen to now uh, what I understand, three dead and a riot and everything else, it is completely, completely uh, off the edge and out of control. Uh, you know, I wish I could say I was surprised, but I'm not surprised. The mood in this country has been turning ugly and has been turning more antagonistic, American versus American, and particularly the faults of the racial lines that have been kind of put away in pleasant society. Uh, this President Trump has kind of elevated uh, the harshness and the coarseness of American discourse, and I'm not surprised that this is happening because it has emboldened people that heretofore have been put underground. They were not a part of mainstream society, and as they said, you know, but the at, violence, right? Is the violence, the violence part is, is of it necessary, Joe? Living as a black American, sometimes I think we live in parallel universes. When when we cry out, I think that white people, even white people that are good well-meaning they think that we're uh prone to hyperbole or they don't believe just the level of violence and the threats of violence that we live with every day whether it be the police department whether it be when you go down south and the, and the looks you get and in certain places in philadelphia that we used to go uh namely fishtown and those areas and people you know they'll, they'll look at you like oh, i don't believe it 
But this is not a surprise to any black American in America. And it's probably a great surprise to white Americans because they believe that we were in a post-racial environment because we elected a black president largely because a lot of whites voted for him. So, But we're not post-racial. Those faults, they are there. And when you shake them up, and you have some of the language that we have coming out of talk radio, coming out of the internet from both sides. Like, you know, it's not enough now to disagree with the idea. You have to disagree and denigrate the person. The person is no good. They're amoral. They're trying to kill you. They're trying to do this. They're trying to do that. So if if you tell someone they're trying to kill you all the time and they're against you, you only fight violence with violence. It's Saturday Night Live here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. As we, as all of our normal, uh, all of our listeners uh, know, we normally begin the show and we normally set our table uh, at the beginning and the top of the hour uh, with an unbelievable, unbelievable uh, dinner spread. And tonight might be, Ryan Boyer, uh, the very, very best from Reggae Vibes. I want you to hold on. Yeah, I, I want think you to it may hold, be the best. I we want you to hold on. Reggae Vibes hold is good, though. Uh, reggae Vibes is unbelievable. We're going to deal with that at the bottom of the hour, right at 7.32 or 7.33. Congressman Dwight Evans uh, joining in and weighing in here on Saturday Night Live with talk, on Talk Radio 1210 uh, WPHT. Congressman Evans, welcome in uh, to the show. You're on with Krause, Ryan Boyer, and Bill Ross in the studio. Good evening. How are you, uh, Congressman? Good, hey, good morning. I mean, good evening. Congressman, uh, you know, it's funny. Uh, Friday, I looked at your book. And it's really appropriate that, you know, ideas matter. And you, of course, signed the book for me. But in there was a card from the late, great Amina Young that it was the first book she had purchased for me. And and I think that this riot is because ideas no longer matter. It's personalities, right? Unfortunately, uh, it is very unfortunate. I was listening to you and, and all of you talk. I mean, we have a very unfortunate situation occurring. And, and and I do agree that 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 same minds need to step up and say that look, we need to that it has to be about peace and harmony. It cannot be about hatred and violence. And this is all centered around, from what I'm understanding, I'm just picking up around the basis of taking down some statutes from the Civil War. The Civil War is over. The Civil War is over. The reality of it is that there are some people who still want in this country still conduct themselves in terms of the Civil War. And the reality of it is we need to have people from both sides that stand up and say enough is enough because this violence is counterproductive. Dr. King, more than anyone, was consistent in that message. He stood up and said over and over again. He obviously said to white people and he said to black people, that when it all comes down, that, that we're in this together. And he talked about we may have come over on different boats, but we're in the same boat now. So we can have our disagreements, and I heard what Ryan said, but I do agree that it has become far too destructive in terms of those disagreements. Congressman Dwight Evans joining us here on Saturday Night Live uh, on Talk Radio 1210 uh, WPHT. Uh, Congressman, does it have to be... White versus black? Does it have to be race versus race? Can we get past, Can we ever get to a point where that's no longer in the conversation? But I think we actually passed. Oh, you know, if you look at those crowds, the, the counter demonstrators were mainly white. Yeah, my, my point is. Ahead, my, sorry, my, my, no, I, I don't think. 
I don't I don't think I, I don't think until we're doing like we're doing today, until we had some frank conversations. Let me tell you something. In South Africa, they had a reconciliation process. In America, we have never had that. When you really think about it, we have not had a reconciliation process. When President Mandela took over, he had this reconciliation process. And that's a part of a healing process. When you think about since the emancipation, slavery, civil rights, Jim Crow, all of those things, you think about with Rosa Parks and everything, those were all battles. When you think about what took place with President Lyndon Johnson and the voting rights and everything, we really haven't had that. And, 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 and they are dog whistle issues that are taking place, but we don't want to face up to it. And then if you throw economics on top of it, when you throw economics on top of it, and Ryan can speak to this from the perspective of what has happened to the good, sustainable jobs. So when you take race and the economics on top of it, then you got a pallet cake. But, but the fact of the matter is, uh, we haven't had this kind of conversation, which we should. We shouldn't be fearful of talking about the conversations we have. We shouldn't be fearful of having those conversations. We shouldn't make excuses for having conversations. So when you say, will there be a point where we race? I'm saying no. It will never be dealt that way until we face up to the challenges that have happened in this country. There's some healing that has to take place. If you look at South Africa, in the transition that was made in South Africa, and most people thought that was going to be a powder keg, they had a process. Here in America, we're 241 years old, and no one can say we have had a process. And I don't think this can be just politicians, to be blunt with you. I don't think politicians, because politicians run for public office, and they play the audiences. What we're doing on your radio program today is something that needs to happen over and over again. And it needs to happen. I mean, I can see where all radio stations and TV stations collectively have this kind of larger discussion. Because yeah. until you have that, I don't know how you're going to address it. Yeah, I think the media plays a big role, Dwight. And I agree. Uh, we have a, a media representative here. But now if you look at all the talking head shows, I can almost... Uh, predict what each one of them going to say as soon as I see their title. So it's like they put adversaries there so no ideas are ever discussed. People just try to outshout one another and we do. That was a great point you made about South Africa and the reconciliation process. If you even look at reconstruction, they stopped that because a political deal was made to let the South out of reconstruction for votes. So you're absolutely correct, Congressman. It can't be politicians because they'll sell you out for a deal. Correct. Uh, and, I, and I'll be the first one to say that to you. The reality of you is not going to happen in the political process. It's going to happen like with this radio program. And, and, and I could see where media across the board would have different people come on collectively and have these discussions. But don't forget the economics, because the economics also play in the race aspect, because good, sustainable jobs that used to be here there's people blaming people for the disappearance of those jobs. They pointing fingers at that. They trying to say they trying to blame people, particularly there is you took my job, you stole my job. We can talk about the steel mill, we can talk about the coal mill, we can talk about the entire industry. We can talk about those industries. So when you talk about economics and then you add race on top of it, you have a powder keg. And to me what you saw in Charlotte take place there is the removal the discussion and removal of those statues led to where it was, because there's some people 
who who are holding on to those statues. But you see what took place in South Africa. I mean, South South Carolina. Nine people had to die in order for that flag to come down. Nine people. That didn't make any sense. That nine people, nine innocent people, by a sick individual went into a church, and 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 those people, families were forgiving. They were forgiving to what took place when all nine of those people innocently was killed in a church. So is there not anything sacred anymore? Congressman Dwight Evans joining us here on Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, along with Ryan Boyer, also in the studio, Bill Ross, uh, president of the Newspaper Guild, and he joins us. Bill, I know you want to weigh in. I'll give you a chance to chat with the congressman. Thanks, <clears throat> thanks, Joe. Good evening, Congressman. And, Good evening. And I do agree with, with both of you. Um, especially Ryan just made a good point when you're watching these talk shows, um, very predictable on what's going on. And, you know, the president administration is not condoning or it took them a real long time to condone what's happening today in Virginia. Um, and we have a real problem on our hands and it's only getting worse. Well, I think, I think Bill, part of why it's getting worse is I, I think as Ryan said earlier, I think they thought with the election of President Obama that would magically remove years of of deep-seated hatred. One presidency will not do it. And it's not just the presidency, it's all of us. I'm in Congress, and all of us, those of us in Congress, United States House and the Senate have equal responsibility. I don't think no president by himself. I think I need to... I need to, whatever issues we have, we have to have these kinds of discussions. And they have to be discussions where we don't pull our punches about why certain things happen and why they are where they are. As Ryan said earlier, when he talked about the policing aspect, and let me tell you something, police have an impossible job. I'm the first one to say that. It is not easy being a police officer. It is thankless. But we put police in situations that basically it is impossible for any police officer to deal with because those of us in the political process don't want to deal with the social ills. And we expect people in the police department to deal with issues. Police departments can't deal with inadequate education, uh, job creation. They, you, you, they're trained for enforcement. That's what they train for. They train to catch the bad guy. But the reality of it is you take police officers that you train and then we put them in situations where we want them to cure issues that we ourselves haven't been able to cure. Uh, Congressman, we're going to hold you over for the break, but we have to pay sure. bills. Uh, so we're going to go to a break and we'll we'll pick up the conversation mm-hmm. when we come back. Local lives here. Talk Radio 1210 WP. Back here live on Saturday Night Live here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Congressman Dwight Evans joining us here uh, on the hotline. Congressman, I only wish I, I only wish you were in the studio tonight. Ryan has uh, filled the studio with some great food from Reggae Vibes tonight, <laughs> and we are. And every Saturday night we set our dinner table before we come on the air, and Ryan has set it well tonight, my friend. I, I, the congressman has lost considerable amount of weight since he went down. He's he's working out. He's on a regimen. So, but but I, but he's responsible for a lot of this weight that I have on me because he he's responsible for Relish Restaurant up in the Northwest, oh, I which it, I man. have to go to. I love Relish, and so they're responsible for at least ten of these pounds. That kind of I, listen, I understand everybody, all of us, look good. but 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 we all have to have our healthy beard for our sake because. 
look, we, we must deal with our own situations to deal with the challenges that we have in the future. And the reality of it is we can't get away with this because we are all in this together. I will keep saying that we are in this together. We have to do. And, 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 and I'm not making any excuses. You know, there's a lot of fingers that could be pointed at a lot of different people, but we got some work to do. Congressman, let me ask you, change and transition to what I perceive to be an incredible amount of responsibility uh, on your shoulders and on the shoulders of all of our leaders today um, as the threat and and the conversation uh, proceeds hour by hour, day by day with what's going on in North Korea. Your thoughts? Well, you know, first and foremost, uh, I absolutely do not agree that you should use language like fire and fury under no circumstances. Even the even the head of Germany came out today and said that is counterproductive behavior. If we know anything from history, that will not solve anything. You only have to look at history. History. We need to be students of history. Using language of fire and furious is counterproductive. We who are in the Congress, if you look at Article 1, Section 1 of the Constitution, the power is in the hands of the Senate and the House. We, the president, can't take that kind of action. Now, he could say what he wants to say, and I don't agree with using that kind of language. I'm telling you, and there's no way that I'm trying to protect the, the crazy in North Korea. He's wrong. I don't agree with what he's doing, and I don't agree with his behavior. So I'll make it very clear. I don't think it's a question of talking about President Trump versus the president of North Korea. Have we not learned anything? Well, we only have to look at history. America used to say, walk quietly and carry a big stick. It right. seems like now we're walking loudly and carrying no stick. Well, you know, we, we, are, we are a superpower. We don't get down to the level of North Korea, when you're comparing the United States president and the president, the dictator of North Korea, we're already in bizarre world right there. And to me, to the point you raised, let me say this, if the president, to me, was wanting to do something, you get the Democrats and Republican leadership together, and then you show a collective force about North Korea. You don't just, to me, by yourself, get out there and talk about fire and fear. You have the collective leadership of Democrat and Republican standing there with you. Well, you there's no way you can talk about fire and fear. I, I agree with you, but now we're going to move to another subject that's near and dear to my personal heart because I have a son that's in the honors program at Cheney University. So I, I saw you uh, made statements about Cheney. Could you give any update or what you think about Well, b- bottom line is... Uh, uh, Myself, along with uh, Senator Casey and Congressman Brady, we all collectively uh, spoke to the governor's office. We spoke to the uh, to the uh, the person who is the uh, chief lawyer for the governor. Uh, we spoke to the activists, and we said basically, Cheney is the oldest African American college first in America that started. And the reality is Cheney is very valuable. It's valuable to a lot of teachers that came out of there. It is an asset to this state. And to this so we collectively, talking to Casey's office, and I know Congressman Brady, 
and I know the governor, collectively, we said there's no way that Cheney can close. We have to figure out a way. There's a college called Paul Quinn in in southern part of America that he figured out to change the mission of Paul Quinn in a way to make sure that it was appropriate. So I'm saying to you, Ron, that we collectively are all uh, working. I spoke now, to Representative you. Evans, I, I offered my services to uh, the governor. Uh, Jordan Harris and uh, Bob Bogle and Vincent Hughes and whoever want to listen, I have some ideas. Uh, my son could have went anywhere as, as evidenced by the fact that he's in the honors program at Cheney, but we chose that for a very specific reason. And I think that, you know, some ideas of people that aren't in government, may, may it may be time for those ideas to be heard. Well, I talked to, I'm glad you brought up Senator Hughes. I, I did talk to him also uh, about a week ago. He said he's having a meeting with the governor about it. So I think that the attention of Casey, Brady, Hughes with the governor, and it will be that kind of action that will save what we consider an asset to the state and to this country. And, and Ryan, I think somebody like you for keeping everybody's feet to the fire, because that's important. I'm going to mm-hmm. say to all of you, those of us in office, all of us, our feet have to be kept to fire, and we all have to be accountable. Well, Dwight, I, you know, I appreciate you. You know, you're, you're one of my favorites. I get in trouble, but, you know, I'm a I'm a guy to say numbers matter, you know. Thank you. you know, men that. lie, women lie, but numbers don't. And, and just based off the sheer volume of things you've been able to do for the Northwest, I have, you know, nothing but great, great, great respect for you and glad now that you're in Washington, D.C. to check some of this power. Thank hey. you for calling in on hey. a Saturday Thank night, you. Dwight. And, and I appreciate Y'all giving me this opportunity. And in the future, I hope to be in the studio so I can at least smell some of that food. And you can come in the studio. We'll get you a salad or something, Dwight. Dwight, Dwight, I'm surprised you don't smell it through the line. The studio is resonating When you come in, I'll have it catered from Relish because, you know, one of their kitchens is not too far from around here and Warm Daddy's, so they can bring it. All right, thank you. Thank you. Uh, Good stuff. That's Congressman Dwight Evans weighing in here on the big show on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Uh, We jumped right into the conversation conversation right from the top of the box and I didn't get an opportunity to welcome all of our listeners in who are normally with us on a Saturday night. Uh, We'll roll into the bottom of the hour. Bill Ross in uh, the studio, part of the conversation and the narrative continues uh, in the second half hour of the big show. Fake news. Uh, We'll talk about that. We'll have lots of conversation and perhaps we will hear, Ryan, uh, from J-Doc and you'll get an opportunity following the drum roll to tell him all about If I I hear the ocean in the background. I'm going to hang up on Jay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, back in a moment. Back here live on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Welcome into Saturday Night Live. Uh, Krause with you on a Saturday in the Delaware Valley. Ryan Boyer in the studio, uh, as always, and Bill Ross uh, joining us. Uh, Special thanks uh, again uh, to Congressman Dwight Evans for jumping in uh, at the very top of the show, Ryan, and and, um, weighing in on a serious matter and a serious conversation, which which put us in a position to move uh, to the bottom of the hour with with our conversation going forward. But it was nice to have Dwight weigh in for sure. Yeah, it was. It was great. We're in serious times in uh, in this country, so it was great to have a serious politician. Well, we are missing one of our uh, one of our gents in the studio who normally uh, is in the studio. Hey, tell me, this guy's by the ocean, man. J Doc, are you out there? J Doc, are you there? 
It's not there. He, he don't have any food, you know. Uh, wait a minute. I don't. Uh, uh, let's. We'll try and get J Doc up on the line. Hold on here. Uh, let's see if we've got it. Let's get off of it. So we're, while we wait for J Doc, uh, uh, Ryan, I want to give you an opportunity uh, for uh, to talk about uh, what you brought into the studio tonight. Wow, unbelievable. Listen, J-Doc was in um, Cape May. I wanted to take people to Jamaica, so we went to reggae vibes. <laughs> That's you know, right. We had some jerk chicken, some oxtails, some curry chicken, rice and peas, some cabbage, some greens. <laughs> J-Doc. And, J-Doc, and we had cannolis. And cannolis. We, we, we have the dessert covered, J-Doc. Listen, I, I picked a heck of a week to go on vacation. I'm missing all of that. And I and I and I and I, I'm, you know, it's always a surprise what I, what we all bring in every week. And I said to I said to Krause earlier, I said, man, I can't wait to find out what he's going to bring in there. I know I'm going to regret not being there, and I do. Uh, I love Jamaica. Uh, I will take a rain check on that. Well, J Doc, all you have to do is go to Fifth and Fifth and Gerard and see Denise. She'll take care of you. She's the owner of Reggae Vibes. It's a great little place. They oh. have a nice vibe, fresh food every day. They important stuff in. They don't serve the same thing every day because they don't. She says I have to get it fresh, and they only sell oh. the right oxtails on Thursday. She's one of those people that put the very very attention to detail into everything that they cook there. Uh, uh, so so you if know. I go right, so if I go in and I ask for Denise. Ask for Denise and just say my name and she'll know you. Uh, uh, I have a little bit of clout whoa, whoa, whoa. there, man. I have you a little bit of clout. She's not going to chase me up the street when I say that, No, right? she's going to she's gonna take <laughs> care of you, man. She might sit oh, you down, man. J-Doc, J- you know J- for the first time in 30 years. Right. For the first time in 30 years, I okay. almost broke my golden rule. Yeah, of, you and your uh, golden rule. Uh, of, I, I'll tell of, you. Of eating, of eating during the broadcast. I almost busted the rule, but then resisted at the very well, end. Well, you know what was amazing? A couple of weeks ago when Ryan actually, uh, when he he broke that rule, I'm sorry, Joe, you know me. I don't have that golden rule, so I wish I was I was right there with you. Certainly, uh, I, I'm listening to the captivating conversation. Also want to say, uh, of course, hi to the boss, Ryan Boyer, and, and uh, Bill Ross. Can you hear me? I can hear you, Jay Dak. Okay, so you're sitting in the king's chair, uh, or, or, or the prince's chair. Ryan's in the king's chair. That's a heavy burden there, buddy. It's very comfortable. <laughs> it's very comfortable. He, he's taking it, you know, he, he has the real news today, not the fake news. Well, 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 well I was going to say, it's almost like pinch hitting for uh, Dan Rather, isn't it? Isn't it, Bill? <laughs> Except without the talent or the knowledge. But, Absolutely. Right. Um, you know, by the way, guys, um, unbelievable conversation with Congressman Dwight Evans and one of the common, you know, denominators, and, and you look at the stories, um, you know, you, you know what, what's going on in Charlotte, and 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 uh, and, and uh, you know, of course, in, in North Korea, it, it, there's, there's hate there. You know, it's it's the mindset of hate, and it's just a terrible thing. Uh, I agree with Ryan Boyer. Um, being a white man, um, you know, it, it can be. Uh, you know, a misconception that, you know, we had a, an African-American president, uh, race issues are behind us, but obviously, they're obviously not. But that's a different type of hate that these individuals are spewing. Um, and, it, and and certainly there is a common denominator uh, when, when, when you look at what's going on in, in, in North Korea. Um, and so uh, certainly 
Um, you know, but I really appreciate it. Uh, you know, Congressman Dwight Evans saying that programs like ours, look, we're, you know, we, we deal with labor issues. We deal with, you know, working issues. Um, and, you know, but we deal with all kinds of issues. And so certainly is a, um, certainly is, uh, you know, good to get that, you know, get, you know, get, get that on the table. And, and certainly I'm proud to at least be able to call in and, and touch base on that. And I'm sorry, I'm, Missing you guys. Sorry, I'm missing Bill Ross. And you're not sorry. You, no, no, you're going to get off this place, put on your flip-flops, and go down yeah, to the boardwalk. Uh, J-Doc, man. I'm about to cut your mic, brother. But uh, Where are you, man? I'm about to kill your mic, but real quick, where are you? Well, I'm right outside the lobster house. What I was saying is, I, and, and I'm sure that, you know, listen, I, I wish I was right where you're at. I wish you could open the door, come in there, and start eating the Jamaican food. But I, I, as a second, uh, you know, I was fortunate enough, Joe Krause, uh, got me a, a gift certificate at the Lobster House, so um, my wife and I, are, I just stepped out of there. So I'm in the middle of some brief world seafood combination, and uh, you know, got the got the, uh, the sea scallops and all that stuff. The little bit of lobster. My wife got the king crab legs, um, and so yeah, no, I mean, I'm you know, I got I got to wipe the butter off my face, all right, good. but uh, you know, all good stuff, and and so yeah, no, I I, uh, I appreciate it, but I could. I can't wait to get the fifth and Gerard, too. I can, I can tell you that. All right, Jay Doc checking in from down at the Lobster House in Cape May. Well done, Jay Doc. Enjoy uh, your weekend as the summer rolls on here at Saturday Night Live on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. The uh, opening narrative of the, of the show tonight thanks, uh, was uh, thanks, Jay Doc. The opening narrative of the show tonight was uh, was supposed to be about fake news, uh, and tonight we were going to try and. And the conversation about fake news, that's probably not possible. Tonight we are going to try and explain fake news, uh, what's actually fake about fake news. Tonight we are going to try and provide some clarity and what it means to be uh, the teller uh, of a story. Bill Ross from the Newspaper Guild uh, is in studio with us. He joins us. He's been with us for the full hour. He brought the cannolis, uh, and he's with us. Bill, you live that world every day. It's a strange, uh, sometimes a strange, a strange world when that that those two words are attached. Uh, to what's being uh, put out there, fake news. Thanks, Joey. Very, very offensive um, to our members and to newspaper reporters and photographers, you know, around the country. Um, I think this administration, though, has you know caused the New York Times and the Washington Post and the Philadelphia Inquirer um, a resurgence in the print product. I think there's a lot of uh, people reading the newspapers today, and I think most of the news is not fake news. Uh, the president wants to deem it fake news because they're getting very close, as I predicted many months ago on your show, that I thought Russia would be the end of his presidency, and uh, he's, he's, he's going to start feeling the heat. Ryan, give me your feedback. Give me some of your thought. Weigh in here well, for me. Fake, is no, fake I, news opinion? No. Is opinion being misconstrued as well, fake news? I think, I think the whole concept of fake news is to make the news, the legitimate news, unbelievable so when they come out with credible stories the masses muck it all up and say it may not be true and it's only playing to the base of the right they're the only people that says fake news that's a that's a right phenomenon and they're taking on the media because some members in the media may be democratic they may be leaning to the left but that doesn't mean that they're wrong so they'll take that and they'll say well it's a fake media but it's a story and 
the story has verifiable facts. What I think that we've done in America is we've always argued over opinions, right? But we said, look, we have to say that two plus two equals four. Now we can say two plus two equals four. Say, well, it depends on how you look at it. And when you don't have the same facts, we have a problem because the media and informed media is necessary in any functioning democracy. Bill, the responsibility off of that statement, the responsibility of the story, the responsibility of the details belongs to the author of the story. Yes? Correct. Correct. And and most times the author has, you know, good sources where these stories come from. Uh, everything is not a leak as the administration wants you to think it is, but you're right. It's the, it's the author of the story. And if you've read most of these stories, they are top-notch reporters from all the outlets. We'll continue our conversation with Bill Ross, who's in the studio. I want to get to our final break of the big show. We're moving along uh, very quickly. We're presented by Weinerman Pain and Wellness, serious doctors for serious injuries. We're powered by Pond Lahaki Stern and Giordano, the absolute workers' compensation law firm. We're back in a moment. Interact with Talk Radio 1210 WPHD right now on air and online. Facebook.com slash 1210 WPHD. Back here live on Saturday Night Live, Ryan Boyer, Bill Ross, Joe Krause in the studio, Jay Doc and Kate May right at the Lobster House. Uh, as the show rolls to the top of the hour, don't forget, coming up at 8 o'clock, it's the Dan Loney Show. He'll take you into the night until 11 o'clock. Dan Loney enjoyed very much, Ryan, uh, the meal that you brought in for dinner tonight. And I encourage all of our listeners, if they uh, have not sampled uh, what we enjoyed tonight, it should be one of those must-do things uh, for you if you are a Philadelphian or if you come into Philadelphia. Yes? That's correct. And, and, and the service is great, too. I always like great service with a smile. And they have that island, you know, mentality that nothing's a rush. I'm telling you that right now. Now they're on Irie time <laughs> and reggae vibes. Thank you very much uh, for being part of Saturday Night Live here uh, on a Saturday. Bill, appreciate you being in the uh, show. What's going on with the guild? You've got lots of stuff going on, not only in Philadelphia. You're, mo- you're moving around. Yeah, we're uh, we're busy. We're in uh, contract bargaining with Digital First Media. It's the uh, second largest newspaper com- company uh, in the country. Um, they're owned by a hedge fund out in New York City, Alden Global Capital, and we've been bargaining uh, 14 contracts around the country in, in Denver. And you're moving, is that, uh, or is, that, is that a process where it's far apart? It's, uh, how does it work? We're in the second year right now of a three-year contract. Okay. It's a wage reopener. Our members received their first wage increase in over 10 years, a 3% wage increase last year. Oh. Uh, so we're now in year two, and we're opening up for wages in year three. So, uh, Well, that's, you know, that's the economy. You know, Dow, the stock market is doing good. Wall Street is doing good. But, uh, you know, it is, you know, Main Street isn't. Correct. You know, wages are still stagnant, and we have to, you know, we have to have to try to get the wages in this country up. Uh, I don't know how we do it, but we have to try. Bill, what's the vibe of the worker, the oh, people boy. you represent? Yeah, it's it's tough, Joe. These, some of these members have been there for 40 years. It's the only job they've ever held. Um, we have members in, in Pottstown who work at the Pottstown Mercury. It's their only job. Um, so just... There is no light at the end of the tunnel, it seems, unless 
these hedge funds that are out-of-town owners sell these properties and we can get responsible potentially local buyers that that still believe in the communities where these papers you know hedge funds buy the properties why well one um i think in alden's case you know it's it's a number of um real it's real estate um and the product the newspapers have always made money um even these papers still are profitable but they're not 30 and 40 percent profit margins like they used to be and um the hedge funds just seem to milk it, lay people off, cut jobs as uh, is, is, is low to the bone or close to, that they can go, and then they'll look to flip it and sell it if they if they can. A tough industry. It's a, yeah. It, it is. I mean, I love the industry. I mean, but the, we talked about it earlier. You know, so much of the industry gives content away for free, and the internet ad dollars aren't you know, equal to radio or television. So, you know, the revenue isn't coming in. So you guys don't get raises and they, and uh, and with consolidation, you know, it's, it's funny. Like it used to be a, a daily news and an inquiry. Now it's just one daily inquiry. I mean, it's both, but they, they share so many stories. And it's not worth buying both to, anymore. To, to Ryan's point, the, the flip side, the inquired daily news and Philly.com are, are actually doing okay. Um, they're owned by a nonprofit. The, the newspapers and the website are still for profit. But they're owned by a nonprofit, so they don't need to, you know, to really turn a profit. They need to make one dollar. Uh, so there, our members are starting to see some changes. As Ryan said, it's one product, one newsroom. Uh, they are hiring. We have eight eight jobs open. So uh, our newsroom is at over two hundred members. It's the largest newsroom in the state of Pennsylvania, and uh, we we just settled a three year contract there as well. So our our members are on their feet, and uh, I think we're we're seeing it turn around slowly. Are the members happy there? Uh, some, some are happy. Uh, I can't say everybody's happy. Same thing. We have members that are there a long time. Uh, we do have a group of millennial members who are, who are potentially the future and, uh, are doing a really good job, uh, with, with the new beats that are, that are created. And as Ryan said, you now see former daily news reporters in the Inquirer. It is one product. And, um, I think some of the members are happy. Can't say they all are. are the millennials that do the millennials make up the part of the process that's happy? Uh, yeah, right now the millennials seem to be happy. They're uh, you know they're new, they're eager to learn. They're yeah. out. They're not used to pensions. Correct. They're not used to health care, so they don't care. They, they don't. They don't know the good old days, that right? That's, that's what true. concerns me about millennials, right. and not only in, in, in all conversations. That's what that's what concerns me. Yeah, a, a, a considerable amount of. Um, our time at our union is spent on educating young members who don't understand, you know, why we fight for pension, why we fight for health care. They're like, well, let's just fight for greater wages. We're like, oh, you know, construction isn't an industry that you're going to be around much longer than 25 years because your body will be beat up and then you'll be very happy that someone took care of your pension for you. It's Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT as we roll to the top of the hour. Again, a special thanks to Congressman Dwight Evans for weighing in uh, and being a part of a very spirited conversation to kick off the show. Tragedy uh, and um, tough struggle uh, in front of us as we come on the air and as we leave the air. Uh, And it seems, Bill, uh, as you know from the industry uh, that you're in, uh, the story and the narrative uh, changes uh, by the minute uh, t- and tomorrow's story or tomorrow's reflection will be very different than it is today. That's true, Joe. It, um, you know, breaking news today, if you're watching the networks, it seems like every five minutes, the New York Times or the Washington Post are breaking a new story, whether it's North Korea, Russia, 
and what's happening today in uh, Virginia, I'm sure, will be the... the now, is, is that the backlash uh, of the news media down at being more aggressive with sources? Because it does seem like... Uh, since the you know this president has been sworn in, there, there are more stories that are really, really you know just top secret stuff, and we're like, wow, how do we know what went on at Air Force One? You know, right uh, you know, is that the the media saying, look, we're going to get more aggressive? You know, just human nature. He talks about us. We'll show him. And, and is it also? Uh, part of the establishment that that he's ruffling some feathers down there, and they're like, "Look, no, this is not, this is the way it's done in Washington. We're going to show you how it's done because we're going to leak." I think that's exactly what part of it is. And when did you ever see a, a you know somebody running for Congress that would body slam a, a news reporter, uh, a guild member, you know, on onto the table or onto the floor? Um, you guys got to get a little more tougher too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I agree, Bill I agree. Ross. Thank you so much, man, for coming into the studio tonight. Thank you for having me. I don't care what you are. You don't let anyone slam you. That's not. That's not. That's not. A, Ryan, thirty-five seconds to you. I give you just to just well, to. I'm not that, sure which way you want to go on, on a summary here, but I give you. Well, I'll no, give you well, half a minute. Thirty-five seconds is the reason I chose to do this show on this station is because I want to talk to others. I listen to Dan Lonely all the time. I listen to Michael Schmarkanis. I even listen to the guy in the morning, um, Dom Giordano. While I don't always agree, I think that they all come from a right space that they really believe in what they're saying and they're not just trying to spout controversy. In America, if we can't talk to each other, we're doomed. Let's have real conversations about ideas and thoughts and not about personalities and people. Well done, well said. Thanks to all of our listeners for tuning in and being a part of Saturday Night Live uh, here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. We did manage uh, to get Governor Wolf scheduled, so I want to give our listening audience uh, just an update that uh, on Saturday night, uh, which would be the 26th of August, Saturday night, August 26th, uh, Governor Wolf will join us right here on Saturday Night Live on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. That's going to bring our show to a close. A special thanks again to Reggae Vibes, uh, 517 West Girard Avenue in Philadelphia. We thank Reggae Vibes on behalf of J-Doc, on behalf of Bill Ross, and, of course, Ryan Boyer for being in the studio, John Behind the Glass for making it all happen, and all of our listeners for tuning in tonight. I thank you very much. I'm Joe Krause. See you next time. I seen that open space. I hope you're saving that for medical marijuana because I'm a big fan. I'm, I'm a big fan of that, and I just want to let you know we're talking big numbers. We're talking, as you know, they're talking trillions, but we're talking mucho billions around here of unionized pension money. I haven't heard in six weeks one conversation about Russia yet. That's the reality. They come to me about jobs. They come to me a little bit about Obamacare, but they don't come to me about Russia. And with Philadelphia jumping out of the seams as a hospitality town, we need our transportation to be clean, efficient, safe, and on time. This program is a paid commercial announcement and in no way represents the views of WPHT or its management.